Hello, everybody. My name is Darren McCarter, and I have the great privilege of being the pastor of Shift Church here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And um, we're coming to you via video this morning because uh, we had some technical difficulties inside of the service, and uh, the audio did not record very well. And so instead of putting on there that we'll look at the sermon notes, I just thought I'd get on a video and just redo the sermon so everybody that wasn't there this morning could could hear it. And um, I want to start off by just making it making it clear that, you know, we understand and like I understand that this week for some of us has been a really hard week. A week that we that if if we were honest, we would say that we were about to snap. You ever had one of those weeks where you just everything seems to be going wrong and there's chaos everywhere and you just feel like you're going to snap? Well, that's that's exactly what we're going to talk about in this new series that we're in called Snapped. And if if we were honest, though, we have situations that come up in our lives to where we feel like we're at our breaking point. That we, we feel like sometimes life is so chaotic. There's so much stuff going on around us. We have, we're so busy. There's no margin for us to just to have chill down time to have, or to even sometimes even have God times. That we're just, there's so much chaos going on and it's driving us crazy. And, and what we hope that you hear from this message today, and it's the title of this sermon uh, in this series called Snapped, is, is that it's, it's like behind the chaos. There is a God who's working out some things for you because you play a role in his kingdom. Behind the chaos, God has something for you to develop you into who you were made to be and what you were made for. And so in this introduction to this series, my hope is that for us to see that in our chaos and our lot that are that's in our lives right now, it's a setup, not a setback. And then we'll spend the rest of this series in a practical way, showing us how we can take those moments of our chaos, those things that we that we view as craziness that that maybe even may drive us to want to snap. That those things we can turn those things into treasure for Christ's kingdom. And speaking of um, the kingdom of God, you play a role in that. You play a role in God's kingdom. See, Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are the product of His hand, heaven's poetry etched on lives, created in the anointed Jesus to accomplish the good works God arranged long ago. God has a plan for you, and we need to know that. That God has a plan for your life, and it's a plan that, not, that, that glorifies Him and where we can find ultimate joy. But sometimes, if we were honest... We get distracted by the chaos, and sometimes even in that chaos, we try to rush the things, the things of God. Even though it's like we know God's promised us some things, and we're like, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do everything I can in my own power to get what You've promised me. And and so, what my hope is today is that we can just lean into the fact to know that we have a purpose in life, that God, that God has has something for us to do, that we, God created us, and He wants us because we were made for something, and. I want to start with this series. This series telling a story of a. If you've been around church any amount of time, you know you know the this story. But there was this guy who started out. You know his name was Abram, which God eventually turned turned changed his name to Abraham. And Abraham had this promise from God that from God he w- he would receive a promise that said that he would be at the father of many generations. To, from, to all nations, that through his lineage, 
that, that the world would be blessed. But here's the problem. Abraham and his wife were up in age. I mean, they were old. I mean, like, old. Okay? And so, they were so old, in fact, that it would be considered, like, not only dangerous for them to have kids, but not able to have kids. And so, here's this promise that God made to him, that you're going to have a son. And through that son, the whole world will be blessed, and they're old, and here they are, it's a couple years into that promise, and they still haven't received their promise. And so Abraham tries to rush it and actually sleeps with one of his wife's maids. And that's where we get the son Ishmael. But it wasn't the promised son at all that God had promised him. It was He was an illegitimate child and, and God didn't bless that. But 25 years after the original promise, God finally was finally gave him what he promised. And 25 years after the original promise, Isaac was born. And it was through it's going to be through Isaac that the whole world is blessed. But something happened. So not only just so just think about it, for 25 years he waited for this for this promise. And those I'm sure those 25 years was chaotic and stressful. I'm sure there's points in in his waiting that that God that that Abraham needed to snap. I felt like he was about to snap because here's this promise. And it's 25 years later, and it's just now happening. But the but the matter of the fact is, is like sometimes, and this is just a side note, not part of the, part of this sermon, but just to think about sometimes it's not in our timing that God's promises are fulfilled, but it's in His time, because His time is the perfect time. I know it may be a little hard, a little chaotic right now, but prom I promise, God's promises are better when they're supposed to be here, not when we try to rush them and make them happen in and of ourselves. But that's a side note. So here we are, 25 years, Isaac's born, and he spends a few years with Isaac. And Isaac, some scholars say, could be 15 at the point of the story, so anywhere from 15 years old to 20 years old. Some, somewhere right in there, he's been working with his dad, been at his dad's side. His dad, Abraham, has been been like drooling over him because this is his son in which his family lineages will bless the world. And one day God came to Moses and gave him a request that if it was requested of me, I would probably snap. And that what he asked Abraham to do is the story we were story that we're going to look at today. And my hope in all this is that you can see that, you know, God was faithful those 25 years, and I maybe Abraham learned something from those previous 25 years of waiting that that he he used in this moment. And so, just as we read this story, just keep that thought in your mind that not only do you have a purpose and that you are made for something, which is to reach your community, reach the world around you, but it, it might take a little journey to get there. But trust me, God is faithful. God will be faithful to what he promised you. And so this is where we're going to pick up the story today. And it's in Genesis chapter 22, starting in verse 1. It says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, Here I am. Take your son, your only son, your promised son, the one that I said will reach you, will bless the nations through this son, that son, the one you waited 25 years for. Take that your son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much. You've spent the last 15, 20 years with this boy, the, the promised one. Take your son 
whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on, on one of the mountains, which I will show you. Like, just imagine for a moment Abraham's life in this moment. It's his promised son. It's the son that God said, this, this is your son, the one that will reach the world. The one that the world will be blessed through, that will give you a name, stars, and like more than there's numbers of stars in the sky, God's going to come through this son. And you just asked me to do the impossible, to let go of the promise, the promised son you gave me. And I'm sure Abraham in this moment is about to snap. But it leads us to this point, point number one, and it's this. Is our faith in the promise or in the promiser? Is your faith in the promise or the promiser? Because sometimes we get so attached to the promise that God gave us that we lose sight of the one who, who has the power to make that promise come to life. And so like Abraham in this moment, I believe it was a, it was a, it was a charge to say, do you trust me? Or are you just satisfied with the promise? Are you satisfied in me or just in the promise? But listen to what, let's look what Abraham does in 22, starting in verse 3. It says, The next morning Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God told him about. On on the third day of the journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther, and we will worship there, and then we will come right back. So just imagine Abraham's heart. It's hurting. He knows he's going to have to sacrifice his son. There's a sign of maybe God's faithfulness there that he won't end up having to do it, but... Abraham really doesn't know that. He's just hoping that God will give him a way out of having to do this. But there has to be chaos in his mind. Like, what if I'm, I'm going to have to sacrifice my son, the promised son that was given to me? And here's what I want you to know. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. If you're driving, don't do it, okay? But if you're taking notes, write this down. It's even in the chaos and pain that, that we have to keep moving towards, toward what God has called us to do. Even though it may seem crazy. Even though what, what you feel you have to do may sound ridiculous. Just know that you've got to keep moving forward to what God has called you to do. If you notice, he wakes up that next morning and gets all preparations ready for not only the trip, but for, the, for what God was calling him to do. Even in his not understanding, in his chaos, in the point where he was about to snap, he was still made preparations. He was faithful to the God that he served. But the second thing you got to see here is that is that not everybody can go with us. If you notice, he asked his servants to stay back because not everyone, not everybody can go with us on this journey that God's called us to. There's some good, well-meaning people in our lives. People that have helped us in, 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 when we needed it. 
but there's comes there's comes seasons where it has to be you and God, you and God and what He's called you to. So we've got to leave people behind. So it reminds me of a story back when we first started to uh, went to start Shift Church, and I first came out and said, "Hey, I'm I'm starting Shift Church," and um, I had a family member come and come come to me and start talking about things that's going on in our family that came up a couple years ago, and I started asking me all kinds of questions about it, and I'm like, I'm not answering those questions. One, I'm at a football game trying to enjoy myself here, but two, it's none of your business, really what is going on and she made this comment to me that I absolutely hated and the comment was this she said she said do you really think you can start a, start a church with all this going on and in that moment this was a lady that I had considered having a conversation with but in that moment I realized that there's people in our in our lives well-meaning people you love but you've got to leave them behind because 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 they're not ready for the journey, not ready for the call that you have on your life. They're not ready to climb that mountain that God's asked you to climb, to make those sacrifices God's made you to sacrifice. So not only in the chaos do we have to move move toward what God has called us to, but we also got to let go of some some dead weight that we have in our lives with people who we love and will always love, but don't have don't need that play a part in in the journey God's called us to. Let's move on. Genesis 22, 6-8 says this. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the fire and the knife. And the two of them walked on together. Isaac turned to Abraham. And this, is just, this just breaks my heart. If I was Abraham at this moment, it would, have, it would have tore me up. Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, and yes, my son, Abraham replied, We have the fire and the wood. The boy said, but but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? And the, Abraham replied, God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham, Abraham answered, and they both walked together. Like, did Abraham really know that God was going to provide a sheep or anything to replace Isaac? And the answer is no. All he knew was that God told him to do this, to go and sacrifice his son, and that's what he was prepared to do. But I believe also that he remembered something from the past, that God is faithful. He's not a separator of man. He, he's, he doesn't destroy things, but did he really know about this situation? I don't think so. I believe he was just having a faith in the God. He was trusting the promiser in this moment instead of, the, instead of just the promise. So if you're taking notes, you can write this down. The only way to overcome the chaos is to rest in God's providence. See, this makes me think of the time when, you know, it talks about Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he, and he climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. My question is, when was that sycamore tree planted? Years and years and years and years before. It was set up because God knew that Zacchaeus was going to have to climb up the sycamore tree. Like, we, we have to trust the providence of God in this. That God will provide everything that we need in the moment we need it. Whether it be strength, whether it be, whether it be you know, just a little bit more courage, whatever it may, God will provide because He is a provider. But we have, but we have to understand that, that God will provide what we need, not necessarily what we want. 
But Genesis 22, starting in verse 9, it goes on to say, When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in, in any way, for, for now I know that you, are true, that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught, in, in, in the, its horn, caught by its horns in the thicket. So he looked, took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named this place Yahweh Yireh, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use the name as a proverb, in which says, On this mountain of the Lord it will be provided. For many of us right now, we like we cannot see clear what God has for us because we are caught up in the chaos that's in our life. We're distracted by day-to-day struggles, whether it be at work or at school or whatever the case may be. We're so distracted by this chaos that we're about to snap, but we've got to understand. You know, we often ask ourselves in this moment, like, is this all there is for me? Is this really what I was made for? Because if it is, I'm about to snap. I'm about to go crazy. And little do we know that behind the scene, behind the chaos, God had a way out for us. He had a ram in the thicket. If you're taking notes, you can write this down, that, that behind the chaos, provision was already in place. See, sometimes we're so blinded by the things that we're doing in our lives. And it's good, I'm not just saying bad things, but there's some good things in our lives that we get distracted by. You know, kids' sports games, or or I had this business meeting over here. I have this church event that I have to go to. I have this, and we get we get so overwhelmed with everything that we have to do that we feel like we're going to snap. And then maybe even, like, God, I know you promised me this, but I feel like I'm losing this. So we begin to snap. And, and, and little did we know that if we would just open our eyes and seek God, that behind the chaos that is in our life, provision was already in place to be able to set us free. And not only to set us free, but to help set others free through our stories. See, we are so distracted by our day-to-day struggles. We are so distracted by things going on, on in our life. But this whole time, there's been a behind the scenes, God had a ram in the thicket for us. God had a door for us to run through. But if we, but here's the thing: if we stay faithful to the promiser and not the promise, we will see God do some amazing things in our lives. Yes, we have to go through some pain, some struggles, some chaos, points of where we feel like we're gonna snap. But if we stay true to the God who created us. God's going to do something with our stories that only He could get the credit for. Something with our stories that no matter what we face in life, because if we turn to anything else, whether it be whether it be addiction, our addictions, or or if we don't like, let me say it this way: if 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 our faith is in the promise and not in the promiser, then we're going to constantly run back to the things that held us in bondage, whether that be the addiction. Or be this boy over here, this girl over here. We're going to run back to the things that we thought fulfilled us, and they never will. But if we stay true and faithful to the promise, sir, God was going to, is going to be able to use our stories to do some amazing things. See, there's a picture of this that, ha- that God promises right after this. And it's Genesis 22, starting in verse 15, when it says, The angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. 
This is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son. I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies, and through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me, because we have faith in the God and the promiser and said the promise God's going to use our stories to multiply multiply his kingdom. If we are faithful and we, and we create margin in our lives and focus on what is truly important, and, that, and that's the faithfulness of God to provide. See, the, at that point we can be like Abraham who, had, who impacted all those around us because of his faithfulness to God. We can, we can, we can have effects on future generations of believers where we can multiply and really make true disciples that if that if we start opening our eyes and look beyond the chaos beyond behind the chaos and look what God has in place to get us out so before we get to the point where we feel like we're gonna snap why don't we take a step back and open our eyes and see if we can find the ram that's in the thicket find a ram that that that, that God has provided to help us in those moments of chaos because he will us, help us out of the chaos that's in our lives before we ever snap. And so as, as we go on in this, in this series after this installment, uh, we want to look at practical ways that we can take our schedules, our daily chaos, and turn them into treasures for the kingdom. And before I end this video, I want to help you with a free resource. There's a a new book by Dan Greider, who is kind of the leader of the Ignite Network that Shift Church is a part of. And he wrote this book, um, You Are Made for This. Um, you can order it on Amazon or you can order a copy of it. I'll try to put a link, if I remember, at the end of this video, um, where you can go and order this or get it the Kindle version. But it, if you want to follow along with us in this series, that'll be a great resource to go along with the series that we are doing and how you take your chaos and turn it into treasures for the God, how to put how it puts you on mission where you live, work, and play. Thank you guys for joining us this morning and uh, hope to see you next week. Bye.